This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. Naperville is known for being one of the best places to live in America, and it's great in so many areas, including its special needs services. In the city's most recent community survey in 2017, 10% of Naperville households reported having someone in the household having a disability, as recognized by the ADA. Services for children with special needs start as early as age three in the educational system and continue through high school. But what happens when the school bus stops coming? and children with special needs turn 18. Today we are discussing transition services and beyond, or the activities that prepare students with disabilities ages 18 and up to move from school to post-school life, including information, options, and examples. Joining me now are Dan Leahy, Executive Director of Western DuPage Special Recreation Association, and T. Tram Nguyen, owner of Chez Francois Poutinerie in downtown Naperville, and one of her employees, Anthony Longo. My son is a minor with special needs, which is only one of the reasons why I'm passionate about this topic. And we have enjoyed the programs at Westra, as well as the food and services at Chez Francois. Dan, your organization provides a wide range of incredible special needs services in nine communities in DuPage County. Tell us more about it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Dana. Yeah, I could talk about Westra all day. Um, the first thing to know is we serve a population of approximately 300,000, and like you just mentioned, 10% of those may have a disability. So that's 30,000 people we could impact. Uh, we offer anything in recreation services that you might see at a park district, uh, cultural arts, special events, community-based activities, Special Olympic sports. Um, but really one of the things that we'll talk about today is our Rec and Roll program. As you referenced, when our individuals age out at the age of 22, so many times families aren't sure what to do to bridge those services. Where do I go with my individual? How can they be a part of something? We have a day program called Rec and Roll that answers that question for a lot of families and we'll talk more about that today. That's great, thank you so much. One thing that I have personally appreciated is your partnership with the park districts, namely Naperville Park District. Can you tell us more about those special relationships? Yeah, absolutely. Naperville Park District, really like all of our member districts, they help us make it happen. We don't have any facilities of our own. So when we need to do programming, it's gonna be at Fort Hill. It's gonna be at Knack Knowles. Those community amenities that uh, we've all decided we want, they've made those available to WDSRA for our participants and our population, as well as partnering with them to offer inclusion to make a Naperville Park District experience um, adaptable and enjoyable for somebody with special needs. That's interesting. I just wanna go back to what you said. You don't have any facilities of your own you really do push into the community. That's correct, that's one of the most important aspects about being an SRA, is that we work with our nine districts to provide programs collaboratively in the, in the community spaces, in the centers that people are used to going to. So whether we provide an inclusive experience with Naperville Park District, or it's one of our own programs, that's uh, one of the key foundations of being part of an SRA. Wow, that's incredible. Thanks. That's really, really good. Why are you so passionate about the work that you do? What's your personal connection to this space? So I've been in local government for 20 years, and I've seen how we can impact the quality of life for individuals. Specifically for me, I have a 24-year-old son who's been doing programs with WDSRA for about 10 years. Wow. And I've seen him grow so much, his independence, his um, understanding of his place in this world, 
growth. It's just been amazing. So I'm very passionate about it. That's fantastic. Um, and I think that's so great that you are championing your son and, and other kids um, who become adults and are in this space. Speaking of that, specifically, can you talk more about the Wreck and Roll program? Because I think it's fantastic and I think it's important for people to understand what's out there beyond high school and transition services. Right, so our Wreck and Roll program is available five days a week. Not all families take advantage of every day, but from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., we provide a, uh, an experience in the community and at these centers that it's not school-based, but it's more a continuation of what they're used to being with a group of peers, learning socialization, learning independent skills. And we have a monthly calendar where they're gonna do a wide range of activities each day of the week. Sometimes a little more sports orientated, sometimes it's nutrition, sometimes it's fitness, uh, sometimes it's just going to a movie and having Ultra. a good time. That's, yeah. that's what it's really all about. So, um, like I said, we serve seven towns with Wreck and Roll, okay. and uh, we're always looking for staff and more participants to, uh, to grow that profile. So at what age does it start for so work and roll? So when individuals leave our partners in education okay. at 22 or after the, the school year of their 22nd birthday, Got it. They, can, they can come into rock and roll and then we'll serve them into their 60s or, or whatever they feel is appropriate. That's fantastic. How can people reach you? You talked about staff, um, people have questions. What's a good way for people to find more information about Words Western? Sure. So the standard is always go to the website, right? Go to WDSRA.com. You can learn a lot about us. I would also say come into our building in Carroll Stream and you can talk to our front office support staff and they can, they can provide a range of information and assistance to help you. They're great, by the way. Thank uh, you. Which is fantastic. T. Yes. I'm so glad that you are joining me on the show. Um, congratulations to you and your splash that your business has made with its inclusive concept, uh, opening during a pandemic, no less. I yep. think you opened in July in of July. 2021. Yep. Not only is Chez Francois bringing the Canadian staple food of poutine, which is French fries, cheese curds, and savory gravy, to the Chicagoland market, this exciting downtown Naperville establishment provides employment opportunities to adults with special needs. T, can you tell us more about why you created this business? First, I want to say, like, uh, uh, so 10 years ago, my husband got a job transfer uh, in, in Chicago, and we were like, Never been, never, never visited Chicago. Travel around the world, but never been to Chicago. From Canada? From Canada. Okay. And then when they said that his office is going to be in Downers Grove, we were looking for houses. And then they said, you know, Naperville, District 203. And we knew that we have, you know, a son that was diagnosed with autism and uh, nonverbal, very low functional. So imagine, you know, taking uh, a special need kid to another environment, another country, another mm -hmm. language is, is huge. But when we arrived here in downtown Naperville, we fell in love. We fell yeah. in love with the downtown. We fell in love with the people. When we went visit the school, we fell in love with the system. So we're like, like, we made the decision in one weekend. Wow. One weekend we made the decision. Best decision of my life. Great system. I love everything, the service. And what I love is they're not isolated. They, they live among everybody. They're included. The way we look at the adult with disability is normal because we, peop, the kids grew up with them since kindergarten. Right. So, and I discovered the program, the peer buddy. So you pair, you pair one kid with, uh, you know, a typical kid and they learn from each other and they yeah. grow up together. So I, that was fantastic. But everybody was like, hey, when they're going to be 22, age mm -hmm. out of the system, there's nothing for them. So I was like, oh, 
Francois, Francois is nonverbal, not communicative. He needs somebody always with him. He's, he's never going to be independent. So I, I was like, if the high-functional adult with disability has problem finding a job, imagine that population like Francois, there's nothing for them, not even a training job or anything. It's very difficult. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We need to do something. Instead of just you know, sitting and complain and say, what? And I think the system, they do a great job. Yeah. for 22 years, for yeah. our kid. It's yeah. our turn now to do something. And yeah. I think as a community, as a parents, we can do something. It's yeah. our turn now to do our thing. So, can you? and I was like, you know what? I miss my poutine, <laughs> and I want to provide job for the special need. So these two combined together, I said, why don't we open a poutinery and we employ special And here it is. Yep. Now, Friends of Francois is your um, training program yep. that helps um, adults with special needs learn valuable skills in that space. Um, they can take those skills by being members and, and being part of Friends of Francois uh, and apply them where? The thing is because uh, Chef Francois Poutinery is a business. Okay. And we have a limited budget to put, you know, adult, you know, the employees, special needs on the payroll. So I say, why don't we create, you know, a program, a foundation, a training site that we can have everybody. We don't, we can, we, I can have a hundred uh, training interns in front of the restaurant. Yeah. There's no limit. And then we train them. We train them with job coach. We train them to have that abilities, after that, we can transfer them to other businesses. They can, they can do, they, they learn can the do, skills and they, they can learn the skill. Them. And we know, like, there's some employees that say, you know, I don't think kitchen is for you because there's a safety, the, the, right. you know, uh, issue that, no. Maybe for you it's better an office. Yeah. Maybe for you it's better a children's museum. Yeah. Uh, and there's one girl, she loves animals. She loves to pet, you know, to clean that. So pet smart maybe. So by going through that training program, we're going to be uh, able to determine what skills are good. Yeah. I have some employees that they love to clean. They love yeah. to clean. So, so you're, you're identifying their skills and you're helping yeah. to direct them. Anthony, thank yeah. you so much for joining. Um, you were diagnosed with autism and ADHD, yep. and you're an employee at Chez Francois Poutinerie. How long have you been working there? For the past six months or so. Past six months? That's great. Uh, what do you do there? Well, I was used to be working in bad, clean dishes and as a server, which in fact, I like that job. But now I work in the kitchen. I miss my job as a server. Yeah, is, is being a server your favorite part of the yeah, job? Yeah, because I get I get meet, talk to people and be part of a community. Be part of the community, and I think we're all part of the community in our own different ways. Um, what are you all most proud of when it comes to the work that you do? I must say being a server because I get talk to people and being part of a community. And that's nice, right? The interaction, being able to have conversation, explain to people what poutine is, what goes in it. I just like talking to them. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just love uh, knowing as a parent what we provide to families and individuals, whether it's respite, that individual growth, uh, sense of self, and just as we all look to be more inclusive and look to provide belonging, pr making our towns even better and enhancing everybody's understanding. It's just a, it's a real privilege. It makes such a difference. Thank you. T. For me, I think the, the, the biggest reward is when you have 
an adult with, specialty, uh, with disability that is nonverbal, and the parents say, you know, we cannot do anything with him. And you, and you see that um, adult growing and becoming good. And I have one that he comes, he, can, he always do sound, but now he can clean the whole restaurant, the whole restaurant in two hours in the morning. And even the parents are surprised about the ability. So for me to see the result from the, the beginning to the end, for me, is that it's more than money. It's more than winning the lottery. It's priceless. I mean, priceless. I think the work that you do, you're so passionate about what you do in the community, and you are touching so many lives. Mm -hmm. um, I've been touched and benefited personally with my, my family, um, and I'm just grateful for you all being here. Um, and just providing a window of opportunity and insight as to what options are available to kids when they, when they age out of school yeah. and, and those transition services. We're gonna be right back with representatives from District 203 and 204 to talk about those transition services and what happens when the school bus stops coming. You're watching Dana being Dana, don't go away. We'll be right back. When we needed new doors and windows for our home, we were looking for someone we could trust. We've done the bargain brand windows. What we loved about Nextdoor and Window is that they were different. We really loved their educational approach. Call 844-600-NEXT, 50% off your installation. back to Dana being Dana. We are talking about transition services and what happens when the school bus stops coming in high school. I'm joining me now from Naperville District 203 and 204 are Keith and Jamie respectively. You both work in transition services and I'm so thrilled that you're joining us today for this conversation um, because I think the information and the programs that you run are so critically important. Can you tell us what happens when a student with special needs completes their senior year of high school? Do some go to college? Yeah, it's a little bit different for everybody, just like with, with any student. Some students do go to college, some students go straight into work. Um, some of our students will pursue degrees, certificates, and then other students have the option, if it's recommended by their team, to transition into our transition programs within the district. So um, really kind of a wide variety of options for our students. Many people move to Naperville for special needs services. Um, I think we're, we're known for that, for having just an exceptional program and things available. Um, there's so much that's offered in District 203 and 204. Jamie, can you tell us about the STEPS program? STEP stands for Supported Training Experiences Post-Secondary and the participating schools and your role in the district. Yes, so we are District 204, as you said, um, so that um, we take kids from Matia, Wabanzi Valley, and Niqua Valley and we service students from 18 to 22 years old. Um, like Keith said, some go to college or take classes at COD. Some are working just on those independent life skills or functional skills, and some are doing work training. Um, and then we have another group of students who have competitively paid jobs. They only come a few days a week, so it's a pretty flexible schedule just based on the post-secondary outcomes of that student and what their family's long-term goals are, but kind of all ranges. 
Keith, you're the principal of Transition Connection Services in District 203. Please tell us more about that program and your role. Yeah, so like Jamie said, it's a, it's a shift from high school. Um, students get away from the bell schedule and get away from earning credits. So all of our students have already earned those credits towards graduation. They come to us to work on the skills they would need to meet their post-secondary goals. And we can um, work on those in a few different ways, job training, a functional academics. Some of our students are pursuing degrees or certificates at COD, so we can support them in that that aspect as well, but the, the job component and the COD component are some of the larger focuses for our students and our families, but really it's just a focus on what can we help students become more independent in to be ready when they leave the district. And when is that decision made as to whether or not a student will continue through steps or connections um, or pursue other interests? So it's the, the introduction of the programs usually happen for families earlier on. So they learn about um, what the transition program is in the district um, earlier on in high school or even junior high. And then at their senior year IEP meeting is when a formal recommendation would be made for a student to continue on with services. And that would be if the team felt like they needed more time to make progress towards their post-secondary goals or their IEP goals. So IEP, an individualized education plan for those who don't know, and it um, is a meeting, it's a combination of school, um, administrative staff, teachers, mm -hmm. um, therapists, social workers, and then the family, the parents, and, and other folks involved um, making a collaborative decision yeah, for correct. a student. Okay. What transitional services are parents most surprised to hear that you offer through your programs? For us, parents are most surprised at the amount of support we provide at the College of DuPage. That's awesome. Yeah, so we teach uh, executive functioning skills and social-emotional skills that students would need specifically on the college campus in college classes, and we take our staff and our students from our building to COD, and we teach those skills right there on the campus. So, so that's they're, for, they're getting that, that experience, yeah. um, which, is, which is phenomenal. Yeah, and we target that support for any student that is actively enrolled or students that are hoping to enroll in the future and we prepare them for their next step there at COD. Well, I think it's great that they um, are surprised that you offer so much, and that's why I'm thrilled you're here um, to talk more about it. Jamie? Yeah, I think uh, 204, I think families just really appreciate the work training experience as well as the volunteer experiences that we provide. Um, we have some students that go out to community work training or we do volunteer things at like loaves and fishes or places like that. So just kind of continuing on that experience to get them to where they need to be when they exit. Which is great. Can you talk a little bit more about the priorities and goals um, that you have for the students in connections or steps? Yes, yeah, so about um, when students turn 14 and a half, they start talking about their transition plan at their IEP meetings with their family and the IEP team. Um, and so what transition programs um, ours focus on is their post-secondary outcomes, which is their post-secondary employment goals, education and training goals, and independent living. So it could be they're going to volunteer, they might do supported employment, um, which just means they would have a job coach. Um, they could do competitive employment, maybe they'll take some classes for credit, maybe they'll just take some classes of interest for fun to fill some time. Maybe they'll do a college experience program. So it just kind of focuses on those aspects of what families and that student want for their long-term goals. Yeah, and just like Jamie said, the, the shift from, from high school to transition really becomes those, those individual outcomes in those areas. So students want employment, independent living, education, or training, and then what can we do to help students gain more independence in those areas? So all of their schedules are slightly different. Their day, their makeup of their day is different. Some of them are out in the community at work. Some of them are 
um, beginning to access community day programs. Some of them are, like I said, at College of DuPage. It really is what is the student's goals and the family's goals, and then we build a schedule around that and kind of prioritize experiences based on the student's priorities. So it's such on a case-by-case -case basis. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just like any other student and, and what they're interested in, what their strengths are, what areas they need to work on, um, and really trying to fit, fit something that, that works. Um, I think what you all are doing is great. You had talked earlier about um, this, the diplomas and the degrees, the certificates. Um, I just wanted to clarify a point. You talked, uh, the state of Illinois does not issue diplomas until graduation. Is that correct? From services for special needs. Why is that? So all of our students, when they leave high school, they get to participate in the graduation ceremony and do all the senior activities. The, the only real difference is that they receive then a certificate of completion instead of the diploma. Okay. Um, the district hangs on to the diploma until they officially exit services. So once they've left the district, mm -hmm. yeah. which is typically graduation, but in this case, it would be after completing the transition services. Yeah. God, is there a graduation then? Or celebration when they when they leave. We do yeah. celebrations, but yeah. not, a not a graduation. But that's yeah. why families, if they're going to onto a transition program, are told not to take the diploma because then, then you're just done. So yeah. Yeah. okay, that's interesting. Um, can students take college courses through your programs for credit? Yeah. So we have we have many students that are enrolled at COD um, in some capacity. Some of them are working towards degrees or certificates. COD has a great developmental education program geared towards individuals with disabilities. We have a lot of students in that program as well, um, but COD does allow, uh, does allow our students to enroll with the certificate and the transcript from the mm -hmm. high school. That's great, and the same is for 204. Yes. So everybody from Naperville. I love the partnership that you all have, that the Naperville school districts have with the College of DuPage, and um, that, collaborative, that collaborative effort, which I think is, is huge. That's great. How do people get more information on transition services? I, I, it, it's resonating with me as a parent of a special needs student um, to learn that there's more out there than I think. Mm -hmm. um, so how would one like me find more information about what you do? I think that's kind of you know a big part of our job is just educating families and parents on those services. Um, again, they, like kind of we discussed, um, what day programs are out there to go to when you exit, what classes, what coach program you mentioned um, at College of DuPage. So it's just kind of us educating, as well as getting the parents ready to do all of the things they need to do to have funding when the students exit. So it's just kind of educating them early on and hoping they follow through so that their, their young adult is ready when they're exited from the system. The funding is important. Can you yes. talk a little bit more about that? So all parents have to apply for SSI and Medicaid for their young adult, as well as um, the PUNS list, which depends on the disability, but that's basically what that is, is Illinois' database just to show urgency of needs for services when you exit. So um, those two things together provide funding for when your student exits. So that could be used towards a day program. It could be used if you need respite care in the home or things like that to help you post school. I think that's so important to provide that information um, so that people know that there's resources, there's support, there's information. Mm -hmm. You all do incredible work. What are you most proud of? I think for me, it's just getting to see students reach goals, um, gain new experiences, get a job, uh, register for classes, pass classes. So I think like my my biggest celebrations are usually when we can identify like a student success. So I think makes me most excited about about work. I think it's great, and you can see those tangible results mm -hmm. as they as they grow up. Jamie? Yeah, I think for me also, it's when one of my students, you know, gets a paid job or is really, really excited about their work training site. Um, I also have a behavior strong background as well. So I think 
when I see students work through those, um, those skills and communicate better to kind of get to a point where maybe they can go to a work training site is really cool to see too. That's awesome. Thank you all so much for joining me. I think the work that you're doing is absolutely incredible um, and not just because I have a child with special needs but because it's so necessary, it's inclusive and it's available. Yep. Um, so I appreciate you allowing me to help share that message and, and put that out there. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. Navigating the world of special needs can be an overwhelming endeavor to most, but there are options and there is help. Our community has incredible support and assistance for adults with special needs and their families to create growth opportunities, not only for independent, but also fulfilling living. Thank you to my guests today for joining me for the work that you do in this space. Special thanks to our sponsors. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window.